0: Bob Newhart Show won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is all about
1: Predator, Predator two. 2 The
0: Return of Harvey Weinstein. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, this was back in the day when I love it when they just would tack two onto things like rather than like having to have like titles, you know, I mean, I like all the Marvel stuff like Doctor Strange and Multiverse and Madness and stuff, but I just kind of want it to be Doctor Strange 3. What about Star Wars? Uh, yeah, those two. I mean, that was much more interesting to me. Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars Empire Strikes Wars. Back. Star and Wars New Hope. Hope Star Wars yeah. Empire Strikes Back. And Star Wars Return of the Jedi, the which Mars. was originally Revenge of the Jedi. But then he, revealed that he realized the that Jedi an, don't have revenge because it's called Blue Harvest and blah, 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 blah. You
0: gotta stop drinking
1: caffeine. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Parent Two, it's another of our wonderful, not-so-terrible twos. Oh, yeah. Oh, such a great
0: movie. Such a perfect realization of. What 1997 was? No, it 100. They so it. spot on. Oh my god, so spot on. I mean, because I lived through it. Yeah, ninety and ninety seven, and uh, yeah. Oh man, it's Los crazy. Angeles in ninety seven. It was crazy.
1: The uh, gun accessory industry boomed in 1997.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, everybody
1: needed a bunch of bulbous,
0: <laughs> really weird, yeah, unhelpful uh, gun attachments, <laughs> laser pointers that would do, sometimes have lasers. Right, and my favorite is always when they put a scope on a shotgun. I know. <laughs> it's Like, are you kidding me? Yep, are, are you that bad a shot? Okay. I'm aiming for that guy hundred yards away. <laughs> yeah. I got to look at my my scope is a is a halftime scope. It goes actually,
1: it's in reverse, <laughs> so it looks farther away. It makes everything wider. Yeah. yeah, oh, oh so uh. great, so
0: great. Oh, and the fashions. It was fantastic.
1: Uh, we, yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't put the fashions in the script, but man, did they apparently have really large people that just hand hand me downs like coats and stuff. The whoever was the costumer on that,
0: <laughs> prob- <laughs> I, I think they had some sort of disability where they didn't yeah. understand size right. of people versus size of clothing. Because <laughs> like Bill Paxton is just swallowed up by that jacket. Oh, that jacket. That... He looks like a five year old who put yeah. on his
1: dad's jacket. Yeah. I I mean maybe that was intentional to make him look younger, but well
0: no it was all because around that time there was kind of the uh, big band, yeah uh, yeah like r- the r- you know the return of the big band era yeah yeah people like were,
1: the Zoot Suit Riot yeah, and stuff like that people yeah. were
0: playing you know going to that bar I went to that bar in Hollywood the one from Swingers and
1: oh yeah and, and, yeah uh,
0: all the time swung dance and people were wearing their suspenders and their spats yeah oh, and their, yeah oh, you know yeah. and they had their greased back. Ab and Costello hair. And, you know, so I think that they thought that this was the, and the zoot suits and stuff were always baggy, you know, yeah. because you move around in them. But they were stylish. Exactly. So wh- whomever was the, the costumer on this just took that, what was happening then, and just took it in the most
1: psychotic way. Well, they really nailed the giant coat craze of 1997. <laughs> they did,
0: yes. It was kind of this Cubano uh, zoot suit colorful, you know, 40s mashup. Yeah. It it really was. Yeah. 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 And Danny Glover, man, his belt (laughs) raises and lowers. It's like all the (laughs) way. You're like, oh, is it going to cover the nips? No. Is it going to finally cover the nips? And it doesn't. It gets close. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't get nipped high. But his his pants are up and down like an elevator, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woof. Not to mention that it was always supposed to be like 110 degrees, and they were just wearing these like Lears. really thick woolen yes, suits. Wool pants. <laughs> no wonder they were all passing out. Wool pants, wool so, jackets.
0: so much flop sweat in this movie. Oh, my God. Bill Pack, the greatest, was Introduction to Bill Paxton And his pit stands are jamming Uh, through his coat His coat I could
1: smell him Uh, through the TV uh, Alright, well take yourself back to 1990 Mm. Uh, May 26th A panel of scientists warns the world That unless emissions of carbon dioxide And other harmful gases were immediately cut By more than 60% Global temperatures would rise sharply over the next century With unforeseeable consequences for humanity And it was so great that we automatically did it We selflessly listened to them And said we're going to make the sacrifice for the future generations and we're going to make this world last yeah i saw a great article this morning about how they they thought it was going to raise by one and a half degrees no it's gonna be so much higher yeah. than that oh wait they didn't do that <laughs> no they didn't no, they did the exact opposite they did
0: do you know wyoming now is uh it's a completely uh ceremonial bs bill but they're Putting in the legislation they want to phase out electric cars by 2035 Oh god,
1: really? To protect the uh, oil and gas industry. <laughs> it's funny because the exact opposite is happening in California, where by I think by twenty thirty-five they're not gonna allow gas well, cars. Exactly.
0: To that's why they did it. And yeah. they sent a letter to Biden and to uh Newsom. Oh basically yeah. it was an F U to them.
1: I also saw a great article this morning about how uh Rental companies are realizing that costs for fixing electric cars are 50 to 60% less than gas-powered mm-hmm. cars so they're turning all their fleets into electric yeah. cars.
0: Look, I understand Wyoming, it's so many people have jobs from that industry
1: and it blows, but Yeah, the know, oil and stuff, sure, sure.
0: We're going to have to change sometime. We went, you know, we don't have coal uh burning railroads anymore. No, you know? No. We,
1: have, yeah. we don't have steam power,
0: which no. we should. I mean, I I mean Steam it, power seems like it'll be a little...
1: Yeah, but you gotta burn stuff. You have coal. You gotta burn coal and stuff to get water, steam. Water, man. Yeah, but it you gotta to get it hot. How man. do you get it hot? You got rocks. Like, have you been in a steam bath? Well, I feel really bad for the 20 people that live in Wyoming <laughs> that won't be able to buy an electric car. Oh, it's just... Yeah. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) August 24th, hundreds of tourists and local residents saw, photographed, and filmed two groups of luminous spheres that hovered nearly motionless for about 30 minutes between 8.30 p.m. and 9 p.m. over the Pomeranian Sea in what is called the most documented UFO sighting in Europe. Oh, yeah. I had a friend around that
0: time, uh, back then, who was uh, really into conspiracies and UFOs and stuff. (laughs) And whenever I'd go see him, he would just give me – when it started out, it would be – Cassette tapes and right. videotapes VHS of all these different stuff, yeah. You know, like UFOs, uh, history of mystery, <laughs> and, you know, all these like really underground yeah. conspiracy things that are completely mainstream now. But Now all over you would, YouTube? Yeah. yeah. You, this is how you would get it. And it eventually went to CDs and DVDs. And then I think he, like, because like, I haven't seen him in a long time, but I think the last iteration was. Uh, Flash drives.
1: Oh, really? You could fit a ton of info. Surprised he didn't start his own streaming service. (laughs) Well, he.
0: Oh man, there was some crazy stuff. There was this guy who channeled this uh, (coughs) interdimensional being Bashar. I think his name was. Oh, and he would come in, and he would inhabit
1: this body, and
0: he would tell us about what is
1: happening in the future. I think they talked about him on the last the last podcast. Probably. And I think they had a – and I, I'm pretty sure that that weird dude who I don't watch anymore on YouTube had <laughs> a, a video about Bashar or whatever. Oh, he
0: was huge, man. It was like a cult. I mean, people would come from all around to hear this guy channel this interdimensional being who basically weird. was just warning us about stuff. And right. it wasn't like, right. you know – Please give me all of your shiny objects so I can purchase transportation. <laughs> no,
1: it was more, it was really interesting. Was, yeah, it's about saving the environment. Yeah, I, did, I don't, the,
0: the yeah. grift was hard to figure out. Like, right. where was the money? Maybe he was getting, you know, money from other people, whatever, but it was hard to figure the grift on this one. Oh, well. I'm not saying it was real
1: by any stretch of the word. Well, of but, course uh, not.
0: But I'm, I just don't, I didn't see the grift. And I can right. usually spot the grift right on.
1: Well, I I mean, you know, he probably was making money off of it. Or he was crazy and thought it was true. Maybe he was schizophrenic. Maybe it was real. Maybe it was real, Jim. Maybe it was, Adam.
0: And Uh, maybe I am the conduit of Bashar now. (laughs) Great. (laughs)
1: We'll <laughs> put you on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> will get a lot of hits,
0: I'll tell you that much.
1: Uh, September 30th, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles releases their narcotics traffickers convicted statistics showing 209 people convicted, leading most to believe that Los Angeles had supplanted Miami as the drug capital of the country. Um, it had. Did it? Yes. <laughs> It was. Really? It was by some measures, it was considered to be worse than Miami. Well, in 1990. Yeah, but I think that was mostly if you counted marijuana.
0: Well, it was 209 people convicted. So right. I don't. I, yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, also, yeah, that's a conviction thing. But I think Miami I, is cocaine kaying and well, didn't always sure. worry. I'm, just, I'm just
1: looking at statistics, man. Hey,
0: man, I love Los Angeles. This is
1: also why I wrote in leading most to believe All because. Right.
0: You know. Okay.
1: Depends on your yardstick.
0: Hey, maybe. It was a druggy time back then. There was a lot of uh, coke you know, running around. You know, there's
1: like 20 million people in, in the city. There's going to be drug dealers.
0: 20 million people in the city. Several drug dealers. <laughs> 208 to be exact.
1: 209. 209. Not anymore, because they all got convicted. You know why? Because of Danny Glover. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was a good cop. He was a great cop, man. <laughs> November 22nd, Predator 2 is released in theaters. Woo! Yeah. It's such a good sequel. It is a perfect sequel because it is similar, but very different from the original. Exactly. This goes along the lines more so with Gremlins 2
0: than Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. Because, yeah, this takes the character of the Predator and puts it in a completely different situation. Yeah. And we get so much more nuance from the character. And so yeah. much it is a character this time rather than just, you know, basically a hunter
1: right? who's there to right. kill everybody. He's, he kinda seems like more of a dick. <laughs> well yeah, but <laughs> he also like he's more vulnerable in some yeah. spots. Yeah.
0: And you can see him it's about hunting. You know, as soon as the guy picks the if the person didn't pick up the gun, when right. to do it was, and when he yeah. notices that Maria Kajito Alonso yeah. is, is pregnant, yeah. spoiler alert. You know, Killy.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. It's it, it 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 establishes more of their mythos in their history, uh, and it actually has weird weird character development for a creature that doesn't actually talk except maybe twice. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but uh, but it, think about it though. If you were going on safari, like let's say you're you're one of the predator people, mm-hmm. the preds. Yeah. From planet Taylor. They, they
1: have some official name that I do not know how to pronounce.
0: Sure. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it's like Kashyyyk. It, but, it's uh, like
1: Jijue or something. Something right? like yeah, that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the jungle part would be challenging because you're hunting soldiers. Right. But the feral nature of the city because yeah. you're always yeah. surrounded by... Right. You know, especially
1: the... Cuddy's 1997 and <laughs> quoteies, <laughs> <laughs> Crime-ridden Gang-ridden Los Angeles. Uh released on June 2nd, 1987, Predator was number 1 at the US box office in its opening weekend with a gross of 12 million dollars, which was second to only Beverly Hills Cop 2 in 1987. Nice. The film grossed just over 98 million dollars. It was directed by John McTiernan, written by the brothers Jim and John Thomas, and starred Arnie Schwarzenegger amongst many others. Oh. Oh, just two million shy of a Hyundai. Yeah. It was That's a great movie and it and it did really well.
0: That was great. It was yeah. so self-contained. It was so well done in terms of those horror movies, you know. It's yeah. basically Alien in the jungle.
1: Right, right. Yeah. It it works really well. Once Twentieth Century Fox approached Predator screenwriters Jim and John Thomas to write a sequel, they pitched six ideas, one of which was Putting the creature in the urban jungle. Which the studio liked. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. The eventual setting was Los Angeles, portrayed as a city blighted by gang warfare in the midst of a severe heat wave, creating the ideal hot spot in which the Predator would search for hunting targets. Oh, yeah, and it was hot, baby. Oh, it was 109 degrees. So much flop One the thing way. they did get right. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, the script was then developed in just three weeks. Yeah. The writers had a few goals in mind for the sequel. They wanted to expand on the Predator's origins and motives. Done. Show that the creature had been visiting the planet for centuries. Done. Isn't a psychopath, but is just interested in hunting. Done. And depicting its spacecraft on screen. Done and done. Yeah, John McTiernan's fee after Die Hard was just north of two million dollars. I deserved
0: it after that. That was a
1: big success. It, well, Die Hard made so much money. <laughs> yeah, I was. You can tell how happy
0: I am about that. <laughs> mm, so
1: ecstatic. Uh, Because the executives wanted to keep the budget the same as on the first Predator McTiernan passed.
0: Yeah. You know, that's the problem is, you know, these executives, at least back then, I think they're a little bit better now. Yeah. Uh, With TV, I think they're better now. But uh, that's what they would do. They would sabotage these sequels by not getting a little bit more money. I mean, we'll figure out, we'll find out what happens with uh, Arnie, Yeah. it's just a ridiculously small amount of money in terms of Right. The it, studio it, at the end of what yeah, yeah. You know, die on that hill, you're already putting the filmmakers at a disadvantage. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Producer Joel Silver invited director Stephen Hopkins, who drew his interest while directing a nightmare in Elm Street five, The Dream Child. Hopkins was born in Jamaica to British and Australian parents. Weird. He left home at fifteen and his background was in art and design. He was storyboarding commercials and video clips and moved into directing. He started his career in Australia, where he lived for six years. Good night, Mike. He directed a few music videos before being brought on as second unit director on Highlander in nineteen eighty-six. Ooh, your favorite movie? You must have memorized him. <sighs> I I I always hate putting Highlander in the script. There could be only one. But item. it's true. I can't wait till we do that movie, and you hate watch it. Yeah, now I'll have two movies that I hate. That what happens covered? though if we watch Highlander and you like it? This I mean, time. it's possible. I'm not. I'm. I'm open to that. Well, it's happened to me. I, I yeah. Your uh, heart will grow six sizes that oh, day. God. <laughs> Hopkins would direct Dangerous Game in 1987. It was about a computer hacker and friends who break into a department store at night for fun and are terrorized by a security guard who slowly murders them. That age old story. Yeah. I know, I know. It had the largest set ever built for an Australian movie at the time. Dangerous Game got him the job of directing A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, which would catch the attention of Joel Silver, leading him to be hired on Predator 2. Yeah! Hawkins would go on to wreck some real box office bombs, like Judgment Night in 1993, starring Emilio Estevez, Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr., Jeremy Piven, Stephen Dorff, and Dennis Leary. I think Ice-T was in that, too. I think he
0: was. And that's such a shame, because it had a great cast. Yeah. It had a really cool premise. Like, I love these self-contained one-night yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. But they just didn't know what to do with them. It, it, yeah. They didn't rein in, I love Dennis Leary. He's... I yeah, love him. Yeah, the, that's the bad guy. Yeah. Rescue me. He's just great. Oh, he's great, But yeah. they, you need to rein Dennis Leary in, <laughs>
1: you know, or he'll just be right. that rapid-fire right. comedian smoking, you know, Hopkins directed The Ghost in the Darkness in 1986, starring Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer.
0: Again, could have been such a great movie, great cast. Yeah, it was the
1: Lions one. Yeah, yeah. really bad CG Lions. It yeah. just meandered. He directed Lost in Space in 1998, starring William Hurt, Matt LeBlanc, Gary Oldman, and Heather Graham. We're, I'm seeing a bit of a pattern here <laughs> with our friend's direction. It's directionless. This and is the thing, is that Stephen Hopkins is not a good director.
0: No, but possibly, and look, possibly he got
1: shoddy scripts
0: or yes. not good scripts because these I, aren't well-written movies. No, I yeah,
1: I'm not going to always say that it's necessarily his fault. I mean, there's 100,000 people that work on a movie. Right. So like it's, but you're right. But you're are, the shepherd.
0: You're the director. It's your... If you don't vision. have a
1: direct vision then
0: yeah. But I get it, you know, let's say that the scripts weren't ready sure. and shooting by the you know and I'm pretty sure that's a lot of what happened with Lost in Space. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, again, one two buckle my shoe, <laughs> three four you're not that great.
1: Now, but that being said, he did direct Blown Away in 1984 starring Jeff Bridges and Gary Oldman, okay. which is a very guilty pleasure of mine. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I wouldn't even call that a guilty pleasure. I think that's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, wait.
0: It, I get that mixed up. Is Blown Away is, is who's the bad guy
1: in that? Uh, I think Oldman? it's Gary Oldman. Yeah. and Jeff then, Bridges is a like fireman detective or something, and then like arson detective. Arson or something detective. Something. Yes. And, oh, I remember it's <laughs> called. Yeah. His dad, Lloyd Bridges,
0: is in it. And yeah. There's the
1: scene where his dad's all. Geared to blow up and he blows up. They build up a house like he's running outside to catch. Yeah, it's, I think his dad dies. I it's, it's like, is it another IRA? They did so many yeah, IRAs. It's something, uh, I don't remember, it's been a long time. So but many I, Irish IRA I remember seeing it a lot I and I liked it. I really, really liked blowing no, it no,
0: up. No, no, it was good. But there's the other one where, uh, where uh, Jeff Bridges is the bomber.
1: Um, That's with uh, Tim you're, Robbins. You're thinking of Arlington Road. Yeah, yeah. That was later. That okay. was in like '99, I think.
0: He like, liked his bombing
1: 99. movies. Well, that was a uh, spoiler alert. That was that was uh, you know you didn't realize that Jeff Bridges was the the bomber until the very end. All right. Well, excuse me um, for spoiling a 30 year old movie. You you think that it is Tim Robbins the whole time, and then and then it turns out he's been set up the whole time. It's yeah. a great movie. I really like Arlington Road. Uh, Late term
0: spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any. Most, I don't think anybody's running to go see Arlington Road
1: that no. hasn't seen it already. No, it's, it's a great movie. I recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Hopkins did do a decent amount of, or found a, a decent amount of su- success in TV, uh, executive producing, directing things like 24, Nice, uh, Californication, and House of Lies. All
0: right. He's a, he's a much better TV director. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's better when he's dealing with <laughs> shorter media. Well, look, let's, okay. Predator 2, he did a great job. Uh,
0: blown away, he did a really good job. I think it's the material, too. I, I, yeah.
1: I, but he, he
0: even admits that he's kind of all over the place. Right. But I think 24 may have, like, got him out, you know, taught, because that is such a... a,
1: You have to pace, 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 pace. It's all
0: pacing on that show.
1: He's currently producing and directing Liaison, starring Vincent Cassell and Eva Green, which will be available on Apple TV Plus pretty soon. Is that, uh based on dangerous liaisons? I don't think so. I think there's a show about I that, I could be too. wrong, but I, I don't know. I, I I remember seeing a trailer for this or a commercial for this, and I, was, I love Vincent Cassell and mm-hmm. Eva Green, yeah. so it's like I'm curious to see where they go with it. Well, it's also good to know he's still working. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As Hopkins joined production before the screenplay was finished, he worked closely with the Thomases in the script revisions and storyboarding the sequences they had written. For the lead role of LAPD police officer Harrigan, Hopkins had originally envisioned Patrick Swayze playing the lead role, teaming up with a returning Arnold Schwarzenegger. How you survive that? Did you survive that predator thing in the, in the jungle? <laughs> I did. now in the city? <laughs> yeah, let's go beat it up. Uh, <laughs> How you don't hurt. Hopkins also met with Steven Seagal for the role, although the actor was interested in starring in the film and had his own ideas about the character, wanting to portray him as a CIA psychiatrist and martial arts expert. Of course,
0: he did. It's always a CIA psychiatrist and martial arts expert, martial arts expert, or he's an environmentalist and a an martial arts expert. He always is punching way above his. his... <laughs> he's
1: a he's a janitor and a martial arts expert. Oh, he would never be a janitor.
0: No, because he's always punching way oh, ahead of his yeah, intelligence. Yeah. <sighs> I think I need to be a NASA scientist in yeah. this one. It's called Die Hard, man. You're supposed to be a cop <laughs> trapped in a building. Oh, I'll do no. it if I'm a NASA scientist. Chemical engineer. Chemical engineer. And I can't lift my leg above my knee, so no kicks.
1: <laughs> Hopkins ultimately decided against casting Steven Seagal as he wanted the character to be an average Joe type, which obviously Steven Seagal is not. Well, thank God. I mean, look, I will say one of my...
0: I have a very weird uh, love for... Steven Skull movies, early Steven <laughs> Skull movies, they are a very big guilty pleasure of mine. It's
1: very weird. He
0: did a movie fairly similar similar to this, the um, the Omega Man or something. It was a no. he was a cop with with
1: a I mean, There might, there man, might be. No, no, those are two very different movies.
0: It was him and one of the Wayans brothers, the bald Wayans brother, Damon, the oldest bald Wayans, Damon. Brother. I think it was Damon. no, not Damon. Damon Wayans Jr. No, it was his older brother. Oh, Damon Wayans, the dad. No, no, the, the, his older brother. <laughs> oh,
1: his older bro- Not, the, I don't know. The one I know that's Damon, Damon weird and Damon looking. Jr. and Marlon. That's the only ones I yeah, know. Yeah, well, this
0: was the first Steve. Wayans we'll brother. call him Steve. Steve, Steve Wayans. Wayans. Anyway, he was great. The Wayans brother was great in it. But they play yeah. this detective team and they're going after
1: this uh, like voodoo thing and. Oh, that got... sa- that actually sounds really familiar.
0: Yeah, and the serial killer is somehow like supernatural or something. And...
1: I'm sure we don't remember the title because all his names of his movies were so generic. But it was something like the Omega Man or the.
0: the... It wasn't the Omega Man. I know. I'm, I, I'm positive it was not the Omega right. Man. I'm
1: just saying, not like Hard was... to Kill or Under Justice or. There were all three word titles. <laughs> yes, but it was
0: the Something Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the the magician. The man.
1: magician man. The magic man. Yeah, because it was about the. Be. Okay. we'll call it that. Way too much Man. on on Ponytail Boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do have some of his early movies. I also guilty pleasures, definitely guilty super pleasures.
0: Fun action like, movies. He was fun at the beginning. The the early ones, like as he puffs up, his movies are more interminable. Like he starts oh, out when really it becomes skinny. less
1: obvious that he <laughs> should be winning. <laughs>
0: when when you're like good lord man that is some seriously dark black beard dye that you got on there it looks and your eyebrows it looks unnatural it looks like somebody took uh, electrical
1: tape and made eyebrows and beard and hair so creepy. on him. Still waiting for the Steven Seagal-Dennis Rod- Rodman action movie matchup. Oh, you know, when North Korea and Russia teams up, we'll get it. Because I think he
0: lives in Russia now. <laughs> I, He's think I think he does. a friend of pooties.
1: Yeah. Uh, due to dispute over salary, Schwarzenegger declined to return to the sequel. Reportedly, it was over an additional $250,000, which the studio refused to pay him. You know what he said? What did he say? Come on, guys. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, there was also rumors that I think he didn't, I think technically he was working on Twins at the time. He didn't have time anyway. Wow. But I'm done with action. I'm a comedian he, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a great movie. And I, I love Twins. I love Twins too. And, and
0: I will say this. He's not missed in the sequel. It would have been no, great to have no. him, but it's not. They, that's the thing that makes this movie great is they were able to, like I say, so many things thrown at this guy.
1: Yeah. No yeah. Arnie.
0: Lower yeah. budget. You know, yeah. you got a, a whole There's new environment script we wrote in three weeks. And it's your three week old script still smells of, you know, like when you get those Fresh mimeographs, yeah. Yeah.
1: you can still get high off it. <laughs> uh, and he was able to put this thing together. Yeah. Silver ultimately brought in three actors he had worked with in Lethal Weapon, Gary Busey, Stephen Cahan and Danny Glover. Uh, ultimately, the role of Harrigan went to Glover. Obviously, um, he great choice. Just come off Lethal Weapon Two, which we will talk about next week. Be-do-do. Yeah, I'm so excited to see that again. Me too. Yeah, uh, Gary Busey was cast as Special Agent Peter Keys, who was written as a replacement for Dutch when Schwarzenegger refused to join the movie. Peter Keys. <laughs> Busey did three films after Lethal Weapon in 1987. Bulletproof. Uh, the plot is. I don't know if you've seen Bulletproof. I'm sure I've seen all these. I worked in a video <laughs>
0: store. Yeah. Yeah. A cleaner terrorist of all backgrounds and taps sees the Thunder Blast, a secret, top secret super tank hiding in Mexico. The task of recovering is entrusted to Bulletproof, Frank McBean, a former secret agent, and Kirk Cop.
1: Yeah, it made just over $800,000 off of a reported <laughs> $5 million budget. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs>
0: Well, this is, is this after his accident? When did he have his accident?
1: Um, it was in 88. Oh, okay.
0: The accident was in 88. Ah,
1: uh, that's a yeah. shame.
0: Yeah, they were really pushing Busey after Lethal Weapon 1 yeah. to be, you know, the next to big To be a huge show. star, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, he had a car accident and almost died. Motorcycle. Not car, motorcycle accident almost died. Yeah. Uh, he did Act of Piracy, a.k.a. Barracuda, in 1988. Barracuda. <laughs> also starring Ray Sharkey who died from AIDS due to his drug habit in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, Ray Sharkey he was a pretty big
0: star back in the seventies and eighties. It's so weird. I was,
1: don't know anything about him.
0: Yeah, he was one of the first celebrities to die of AIDS. He yeah. and
1: Carrie yeah. not Carrie Grant,
0: uh, Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, and they all said blood transfusion. Yeah. Or, oh, he was Ray Sharkey was a heroin addict.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you see bad. him.
0: Yeah. He, you know, he it's a sad. He was such a vibrant like, you know, yeah. kind of Italian tough guy. If you saw him, you'd recognize him. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he started out, he was in uh, some some uh Burt Reynolds
1: movies and stuff and Well, the name sounds really familiar, yeah. but I just Such a great name to. Yeah. Ray
0: Sharkey. Ray Sharkey. Ray Sharkey in mm-hmm. Shout revenge!
1: Uh, it could also be a family thing because in 2015, Sharky's one daughter was arrested for murdering her boyfriend's mother and was found insane, being committed to a mental hospital. Good lord! Yeah, poor, old, poor family. That whole family, man. But yeah, Sharky was married like five times or something. It was, it was, yeah, it was just all drama and well, and badness. There's know. a lot of pain and damage there. Yeah, you know. yeah. The movie is about uh, Barracuda. Is about Gary Busey trying to seal his, uh, sorry, sell his yacht and realizing that his new girlfriend is part of a terrorist organization. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm just trying to sell my yacht. He's, You're part of a terrorist organization. Yeah, I think Ray Sharkey played his the girlfriend's actual boyfriend or something who's I've been part dumb of the. Crossed. But yeah, yeah. Uh, he also was in Hider in the House in 1989 with Mimi Rogers. Hey, I'm hiding in your house. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It'd be That's... hard, because you'd hear him like... <laughs> <laughs> What's
0: that sound? It was,
1: oh, it's so loud. Yeah, yeah, Pretend I ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he talking to us? It's so weird. So Look at those teeth. Hyder uh, in the House was the first film Gary B.C. made after his nearly fatal motorcycle, motorcycle accident. Oh my God, that accident was so brutal. Nasty, nasty. You
0: know what was the weirdest is, after the accident, he had to have some dental reconstruction, and mm-hmm. he told them... Brace my teeth with chiclets. Yeah. Bigger the
1: better. Bigger. Bigger. Biggest chiclets you got. <laughs> it was oh, a bold move. It was. Uh Steve Oh I don't want to be able to close my mouth. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You can't even you won't even be able to chew. It's just it's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Steve Cahan uh, was cast as Sergeant Neil Rieger, an LAPD SWAT sergeant. Kahan uh, is most, most well-known for working with his cousin, Richard Donner. Yeah, he looks exactly looks like exactly him. Looks like exactly like him. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's funny because he played the the captain, the yeah. commander in the Lethal Weapon movies.
1: <laughs> and he's then he just was just a lowly SWAT lowly. sergeant. Yeah. A, a panicked SWAT sergeant. Maybe four lines. Yeah. <laughs> just can't, You can't go in there. The, ca- the captain said you can't go in there. You can't go in there. They're crazy. I'm gonna do what I want to do. <laughs> uh, Ken actually stopped acting in 2006. I'm not sure why. He's still around. He's still kicking. He, just, he might have had health issues. He or... just—he's been out of commission for the last 16 years. Pretty old. Yeah. I mean, granted, maybe he doesn't need to act. Maybe he doesn't need to work anymore. He just wants to, you know, be retired. Sure. Yeah. Well, maybe he misses his cousin. That's true. That could be. That could be. Uh, maybe could... he's the only one to cast him in anything. <laughs> that could be too. That could be too. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Peter Hall was cast as the Predator uh, Hall is 7 foot 2 inches tall And played the original Predator in 1987 also, Hall also portrayed the eponymous Harry In the fantasy comedy film Harry and the Hendersons in 1987 Oh Harry Yeah <laughs> Following it I love that movie It's a, That is a guilty pleasure Because it is not a good movie <laughs> No,
0: but That's uh, uh, John Lithgow John Lithgow, yeah, yeah. It's Harry okay. okay.
1: Oh, he's getting in the car. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> can't take this beast <laughs> home with us. He's so good. I love. I <clears throat> will watch him do anything. Well, and Harry's so lovable like, in that movie. Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's a lovable. lovable. It's Oof. a fun movie. Yeah, the the most fun. Bigfoot romp there is. That is true. That is true. Following his role in Predator, Hall appeared in the feature film Big Top Pee Wee in 1988 and had a guest spark- spot on Star Trek The Next Generation. Hall had been one of the actors considered for the role of Geordie LaForge on the latter, but the role went to LeVar Burton.
0: I, I will guarantee you this is why they, they didn't go with him. Because filming. Yeah. Because he's so much taller than the other actors. He, it, it, would it would have, have been, been like a nightmare. Yeah. It would have been ridiculous. So
1: they're like... We love you, buddy. Although, although he did have a recurring role on the NBC sitcom Two Two Seven. Sure, but I'm saying, like, you know,
0: being a member of the cast. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd either be like Geordi would always be sitting. Yeah, yeah. In the shots, or you know, it would just be He's so. That seven
1: two is so tall. That's a big diff. It is so tall. He's like
0: a foot taller than the, the tallest actor in the movie. Exactly. The
1: exactly. Uh, Hall actually met actress Elena Reed while taping a guest role on Two Two Seven. The couple would marry, both on the show and in real life. Aww, it's nice. Uh, in 1990, Hall reprised his role as Harry in the television series Harry and the Hendersons, based on the 1987 film of the same name. Harry. Sadly, he died during the se- series' first season. Hall announced that he had contracted HIV from a blood transfusion during surgery for injuries he sustained in a car accident. Yeah,
0: he got a blood transfusion from Ray Sharkey and. <laughs>
1: Awful. Uh, he died from AIDS-related pneumonia on April 10th, 1991, a month short of his 36th birthday. Tragic.
0: Absolutely and tragic. tragic. And all of those deaths. I mean, like yeah. AIDS today is a problem and it's horrible, yeah. but it's totally manageable. Yeah. And you can live a pretty normal life. A relatively normal life. Yeah, yeah. With, with, uh, with the with AIDS cocktail. Or, and it's not even a cocktail anymore. I think it's just a medication. Yeah, it's just pills. I but mean, just so much death and so much... Just un just
1: needless suffering from yeah. that disease. So much, so much. It, it, yeah, and it's too bad. I mean, really honestly, I, I Kevin Peter Hall had it would have had an even more amazing career. Of
0: course um, he would. It's and maybe Ray Sharkey would too. Who knows? It's just, you know, it's just sad that all of these great it and look, let's go to Broadway, let's go to theater, let's go all around the board of the arts. Yeah. You know, painting. Yeah. Sculpting, whatever. We lost so many amazing so artists many. from that. So disease. many.
1: Yeah. It's and, yeah. and you know, not just artists, human beings and just lovable people. Yeah, it just was. people that, that deserve to live longer yeah. <laughs> than than what they were cast. Yeah. yeah. It was it yeah. Uh Ruben Blades was cast as Detective Danny Archuleta. Yeah, Ruben Blades. Ruben man. Blades. Good I know, Lord. I know. Blades is from Panama and earned degrees in political science and law at the Universidad Nacional de Panama. He is such a smart, interesting, talented guy. guy. has such an interesting background that I had no idea. Nobody did. I had no idea. He moved to Miami in 1974 and started working as a musician. Uh, Blades has written dozens of hit songs, including Pedro Navaja and El Cantante, which became Hector Laveau's signature song. Uh, he was he has won ten Grammy Awards out of seventeen oh, yeah. nominations and twelve Latin Grammy Awards. I had a That's couple crazy. of his albums
0: in college because I didn't know he was a musician. I loved Predator yeah. Two. Yeah. And then, you know, I was at the C D store. The record store. The record store. And I was like, ah, Ruben Blades. I, it was
1: great. Yeah. He's 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 a musician first. I mean at the end of the day. Uh, in 1982, Blades got his first acting role in The Last Fight, portraying a singer-turned-boxer vying for a championship against a fighter who was played by real-life world champion boxer Salvador Sanchez. He made an appearance in Critical Condition, the Richard Pryor comedy in 1987, and the Milagro Beanfield War, directed by Robert Redford in 1988. Beanfield War is a really good movie. It's a great movie. I It's the first thing I remember him in. Uh, I remember my parents watching that and me not really getting it because it was kind of a h- higher-end comedy that I w- didn't really understand. Yeah, but. but
0: it was also one of the first uh, Hispanic-led comedies yes. in yeah. mainstream movies. Uh, yeah. I worked with Pepe Serna, who was in that. Oh, yeah? On the Terror Within
1: Part Two. Oh, nice. The nice. worst
0: movie ever made. <laughs> in
1: 1990, along with Predator 2, he also appeared in Mo Better Blues by Spike Lee. That's you know that's one of my
0: absolute favorite Spike Lee movies. It's great. It's so underrated. People yeah. never talk about it. So and it's good. such a cool jazzy movie. I used to play the saxophone a oh, little yeah. bit in college and I learned how to play the Mo Better Blues songs. Oh, really? so I'm
1: like Yeah, yeah. I still remember it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, also in 1990 along with Predator 2 and Mo Better Blues, he was in The Two Jakes, the sequel to Chinatown directed by Jack Nicholson.
0: Yeah, it's Two Jakes.
1: There's two Jakes, Jake.
0: You're not the only Jake anymore. This other Jake, he's jaking around. He's doing your jakes, Jake. That's uh, literally the script.
1: Yeah, it, it's pretty pretty easy to say that it will not be fitting into our not so terrible. <laughs> no, tunes no. Because oh no, that such a the shame sequel too. To Chinatown was bad.
0: Well, and also. Uh, Chinatown is such a perfect movie Yeah,
1: there's no reason to have a sequel No,
0: we got that And it was also And no, I love, 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 love Jack Nicholson Let's, <laughs> I love him But he was so bloated Yeah and Lazy it, was... it just It just, it didn't seem like he it
1: Didn't care at all I, I think he directed it too, didn't <laughs> he? He did, he did He was just like, eh, well yeah. I don't know <laughs> This is, That's what it seemed like Uh, so Rune Blades is an icon in Panama and is much admired throughout Latin America and Spain and managed to attract 17% of the vote in his failed attempt to win the Panamanian presidency in 1994. Good Lord. What other actor has run for president in a different country, Adam? I, I don't know of any, I mean, beyond, uh, the guy who's the president of Ukraine right now. Okay. uh, But he wasn't an American actor. No, no. He was a Ukrainian comedian. He was a Ukrainian comedian. He was actually really big in Russia, (laughs) ironically (laughs) enough. Well, Uh, yeah.
0: But, uh. Yeah, that's crazy. The only other
1: one that I can think of... I mean, beyond Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Who actually became the president. Yeah. <laughs> On Donald Trump. He's is he an actor?
0: Well, yeah. I wouldn't call him an actor. He was in Home Alone too, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you weirdo. What are you doing in my hotel? Yeah. He did the pizza commercial where he ate pizza backwards. He's... He's a pretty good actor. I okay, know. he's an actor. You're right. <clears throat> uh,
1: yeah. So Ruben Blades has released more than forty albums and can currently be seen on Fear the Walking Dead. Is that still on? Oh my God! It is going into its ninth season. What? And it is ending. They're, they decided to finally end it, but like it is going into its ninth season.
0: I mean, I remember watching the first couple of episodes and enjoying it, and it I really o- liked him. It was okay, but I, yeah. I didn't. It just didn't grab me. I mean, no. I lost. I,
1: I still have like. I three was, seasons of the original. Yeah, that, same. I same. kind of stopped. I, yeah, I lost interest after some of the main characters died. Yeah, I, got I was like, out, man. Just so yeah. much, you know. But I, did, I watched it because it, it was like, oh, it's not down in the south. Like, mm-hmm. it's in L.A. They're going to be yeah. a big city. And by the end of the first season, it was only like six episodes long, they were just on a boat going to Mexico. And yeah. I was like, well, that ended that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I but but it is still on and it is ending and at some point I might try to watch through it because it was it was entertaining. Enough yeah, no, and no I, I'm definitely like gonna Reuben Blades. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I I made
0: enough of a commitment to the real Walking Dead, the original, the OG, yeah. that I should finish it.
1: I want to say I think that Netflix now has eleven seasons of The Walking Dead, and mm. I don't know if it's eleven or twelve. I think twelve was the last, um, the last season, the final.
0: I I'm sure it'll be on But I think soon. it just
1: aired. I, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, it'll eventually be on something. It seems like they have a deal with Netflix. So.
0: Well, and if you want a zombie show going on right now, I say watch The Last of Us.
1: No, yeah, that's true. Watch Although, the first episode. I don't know if I'd call them zombies, but... Okay. I'm going to be that purist. <laughs> well, are they not...
0: Well, I guess they're not reanimated dead. No. They're just They're infected. just kept alive.
1: Yeah. They're, they're being
0: controlled by the fungus. Yeah. yeah. The fungus among us. Yeah. That, they said that 18 times in the pilot. There's awesome. a fungus among us. He's very Careful. much looking forward to that. <laughs> That's uh, Joe's catchphrase. Joel. <laughs> Joel, They not changed Joel. his name to, to Joe. To Joe? Yeah, yeah. And he says, my name is Joe, and there's a fungus <laughs> among us. Every other line. Yeah. It's
1: tedious. Wow. All right. Tedious. Glad they stuck to the source material. <laughs> yeah, That's it's good. very, yeah. Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso was cast as Detective Leona Contreau. Ah, oh, such a toughie.
0: I love her oh, so she's much. She's so awesome.
1: Uh, they did not do her any, any justice oh my with God. that haircut. No,
0: they made her, they gave, they basically made her a 1986
1: to 87
0: Real estate agent, yeah, in Santa
1: Barbara, California. She's got to go. Got to hurry up and show this house because she's got to go pick up her kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God, that hairstyle is so and the in the pants like they're such and mom the blazer. Pants and, yeah, like, it's it, just really like, I, she's going on. The, and it's it's yeah. too bad because she is such a badass in this movie.
0: Yes, they needed to like yeah. If they were gonna, the problem is is back then they didn't have the cojones. Yeah. To like fully shave her head or give her like a short buzz cut. Right. Which what, what she needed if they're yeah. gonna have short hair. Yeah. Not this it, 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 if it was blue, it would have been on an eighty-year-old yeah. lady. Yeah,
1: it was like a weird hair helmet. It was it was, it not was very, very 80 And it's really too bad because she is broker. such a beautiful woman. Yes. Uh Alonzo was born in Cuba but raised in Venezuela. Uh, she was crowned Miss Teenager World in nineteen seventy-one. Nice. Uh, she was Miss World Venezuela. Uh, in 1975 and became sixth runner-up in the Miss World pageant. Uh, yeah, she was Miss Venezuela in the Miss World competition, I think that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Uh, Alonzo's first gold album and number one song on the charts was Love Maniac, released in 1979 under the name Ambar. Embar. Yeah. Another musician. Did she ever do a duet with Ruben Bleed? Uh I don't think so, as far as I know. They should have. I mean, I'm sure... I, th- I think by the time she was doing acting, she gave up on the music career. Maybe. He should have yeah. brought her back. He should have. Ben Maria Cheetah. come here yeah, uh, with me. Let's go jam. <laughs> let's do one taramira. Uh After that followed her second number one hit, The Witch, and soon after Dangerous Rhythm. For what is considered her best known song, she was asked by Giorgio Morador to write the lyrics in Spanish and sing Vamos a Bailar, which he had written for the soundtrack for the film Scarface. Which means, come on, let's dance. Yeah, let's dance. Yeah. She would earn three Grammy nominations for her music. Good Lord. These people were so talented. I know. I know. Alonzo made her Hollywood film debut in Moscow on the Hudson in 1984 with Robin Williams. Good movie. Did you ever see that movie? I want to say I did. I I think I've only seen it once and I was way too young and I don't remember a lot of
0: it. It's a really weird movie where Robin Williams is a Russian. Yeah. He's in the country for some sort of performance or something yeah and he, tr- it, he and he decides to defect right okay yes yes i and have I, seen was it gene hackman but there was there was somebody, somebody who was the, yeah, the, the other guy yeah um and it was really good and maria, maria cachito alonso i think she was the love interest i oh. think she worked at like this department store or something oh, oh. And, or she was a, an immigrant herself but it was a very it's a, it's an interesting movie of the time because you know, that was back when we all hated Russians and Russians. Right, right. So, right. you know, this was like the first kind of comedy drama, dramedy of somebody trying to defend. Seeing them as, as
1: relatively human. Yeah. Yeah, but it was Robin Williams. <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> so, again, relatively <laughs> so human. There's lot of yeah. stuff going on there. Uh, Marita Conchita Alonso also appeared in Extreme Prejudice in 1987, starring Nick Nolte and Powers Booth and directed by Walter Hill. Uh going to kill them. Extreme like a, Prejudice sounds like a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> it does. But it's not. It was, there were a lot of those kind of B
0: action movies with yeah. B actors yeah, around yeah. that time because this was also kind of the beginning of the video heyday, right, right. so they needed a lot more product. They,
1: they knew that even if it didn't do terribly well in the theater, the VHS rentals and yeah. sales would be really high. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that kind of made some not so great action movies. Oh, some great awful action movies, too. Some really yeah, fun,
0: some bad look. You got some really good Van Damme. Yeah, Cyborg yeah. is great. Cy- yeah, and uh, uh, Blood Sports. Blood Sports so much fun.
1: I, this is the reason that um, uh, what's his name? The oh my god, Chuck Norris is big yeah. because of movie rentals. Exactly. Like it was theater didn't do terribly well. He did okay. Yeah, well, because people, people were, were like the hey, movies. Yeah, the,
0: the oh hey, the Stallone movie sold out. Let's go to the video store. And we'll rent something from <laughs> rent from
1: cheap, still off. Known light with the beard. <laughs> the <laughs> although I will say the very first movie I saw in the theater was um, Firewalker. I know, which was uh, with with Louis Gossett Louis Jr. Jr. Yeah, my dad That's and I saw movie. that together. Yeah, uh, she was also in the Running Man in 1987 with Arnie. I'm running. He was in a lot of movies in 1987. Yeah, he <laughs> was. Predator. Like, oh, was Running in... Man is so good. It's such a great movie. Uh, she was in Colors in 1988, starring Sean Penn and Robert Duvall, directed by Dennis Hopper. Colors. Colors. Ooh, colors, ooh. colors. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Psychopath uh, walking. Uh, great movie. Oh, um, man. Gritty. Hard, hard to watch at times.
0: Yeah, but a little.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it's, there was a real big gang problem. In yeah. Los Angeles
1: I mean, it got worse by 1997 As evidenced in Predator oh, 2 yes. It was
0: uh, it was basically a war zone It was In 97 That was cleaned up by Sean Penn
1: Yeah And Robert, and Robert Duvall, Duvall. <laughs> uh, She was also in Vampire's Kiss in 1989 Starring Nicolas Cage
0: One of my absolute favorite Nicolas Cage movies ever
1: He's this is That's the one where he thinks he's turned into a vampire mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my god, it's so brilliant and I think
0: it's the one where he goes through the alphabet
1: a B C D <laughs> E F G. God, he's so H- unhinged. It's so J- great. G- it's such a great movie. <laughs> right, we will we will be covering vampires point. Oh some, my god! At some point.
0: Well, because we're definitely doing uh, a month for him because we have that. We have uh, uh, raising Arizona.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of yeah. the best movies ever. Yeah. Uh,
0: I haven't seen that in a long time either. The, that Honeymoon in Vegas is great. He was so, he had such a... Honeymoon in Vegas? Yeah. The, Wasn't that the movie with James Caan? And, and he goes oh, to yeah. The, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all the parachute Nelvises? Yes, yes, yes. Although I don't know when, the, anyway. Um, but yes, we'll definitely be doing a Nicolas Cage month. That's right, we will. <laughs> in 1995, Maria Conchita Alonso became the first Latin-born actress to star in a Broadway show, playing Aurora in Kiss of the Spider Woman. Ooh,
0: that's a great play. Did you ever see the movie? No. Raul
1: Julia? No. No, I've heard good things, but yeah. I've never seen it.
0: One of the first like uh,
1: mainstream movies to portray gay sex. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, She's released 19 albums and continues to appear in film and TV. She's awesome. She's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Bill Paxton is Detective Jerry Lambert. Let me just say
0: one thing about Maria Cucido Alonso before we move on. She was always able to hold her own against the biggest action stars. Yes. And was just as much of a badass as all of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's not easy to do in that machismo of the 80s and 90s. Oh, no. She did great. She was fantastic.
1: I'm the Running Man. She's so good in The Running Man. God, it's it's so good. She ran. Uh, <laughs> Bill Paxton is from Texas. At the age of eight, he was in the crowd when President John F. Kennedy emerged from the Hotel Texas in Fort Worth on the morning of assassination on November 22nd, 1963. Photographs of Paxton being lifted above the crowd are on display at the Sixth Floor Museum at Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas. They definitely are. Have you been? No.
0: Oh, that is one of the absolute It's, it's on my must. list. Yeah. yeah. You know what I found out? And I've said this before. Yeah. Definitely could
1: have made the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I looked. Yeah.
0: I could have made the shot.
1: I always go back to um, uh, Full Metal Jacket, and, mm. and when the drill sergeant's talking about him, yeah, he was a trained Marine sniper. Like, he could have made the shot. Yeah, even if he wasn't the best sniper in the bunch. Uh, yeah. I
0: could have made, I'm just saying, it's not, it, I love JFK, it's one of my favorite fiction movies ever, yeah. but it's fictiony fiction fix. Yeah. It's uh yeah he
1: was he was killed. By, it's a full-on by, fantasy film, but it's yeah. so well done. I love it. It's good. It's good. Uh pa- Paxton moved to the Los Angeles. Moved to the Los Angeles. Paxton. <laughs> yes. Paxton moved to Los Angeles in the 1970s, where he worked in props and art departments and as a parking valet at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Can park your car. <laughs> After being rejected by film schools in Southern California, he switched his ambitions from directing to acting. No thank you, Mister Paxton. No thank you. <laughs> His first role, uncredited, was in Crazy Mama, directed by Jonathan Demme and starring Cloris Leachman for New World Pictures, the Roger Corman Company. Roger Corman found everyone. He from also the 70s also found Dennis Quaid because Dennis Quaid was in Crazy Mama. It was his first movie. Yep, yeah, and it was one of Jonathan Demme's first movies. Yeah,
0: and all the directors that you love from Martin Scorsese. Oh yeah. To... Yeah. Martin
1: Scorsese. Well, he he was of the mind. Roger Corman was of the mind that you need to keep making more movies. Oh yeah, he never <laughs> that's stopped. That's how you make money. You just constantly make more movies. And he
0: just mined talent from UCLA and yeah. USC and oh, NYU. Yeah. He just grabbed the most promising guys and game a budget and get them young, just, get them cheap. Oh yeah, <laughs> make me a movie. Their careers. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, if you. only that was still true. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was because I started with Roger Corman. Right. Right. But I left. No, you, you shouldn't have, yeah. Paxton had a minor role as a punk in James Cameron's The Terminator in 1984, being killed by the T 800 shortly after traveling through time. I need your boots, your glasses, and your leather jacket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm giving you nothing, man. <laughs> hey, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh, this would lead to a larger role of James Cameron in Aliens in
0: 1986. We're screwed, man. Oh,
1: man. Game over, man. It's
0: game over, man. <laughs> man it's game over.
1: He would work with Cameron again in True Lies in 1994.
0: Oh, she's telling lies, man! Oh my
1: God, it is one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, favorite scenes is when <laughs> he plays the fake
0: yeah. agent. Oh, it's and he's so perfect. He's so good. Oh,
1: perfect. So good. Ah, uh, he is so so good. Uh, he was also in Titanic with James Cameron in 1997. Oh man, she dropped the necklace, oh boy! literally always forget he's in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he's the star. He's the he's the bookend. Like he's he the goes, tan, yeah. wispy. He looks really
0: good in that. He too. does. He does. He's great. He's such a good actor. Oh, he's got so much range. And the unfortunate, unfortunate thing because you failed to mention his greatest role ever as yeah. Chet yes. in uh, Weird Science, in Science which I know. basically. It was such a good performance. It's such an iconic performance of the 80s that it basically determined his career for about 15 years oh, until yeah. people were yeah. like, he's a really good actor. He actually
1: can do yeah. yeah he can he do more than just be, play a meathead. Yeah, he, he doesn't always have to be the goon. <laughs> uh, with his role in Predator 2, Bill Paxton is the only actor to have been killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator yeah. on the film. Yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive. Get me old boots. <laughs> Paxton would go on to have a great acting career, such as in Weird Science in 85, and A Vicious Vampire in 1987's Near Dark. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Momo. Hey, Pop, Pop. It's great. I haven't seen Near Dark in forever. Oh, yeah. Uh, he directed Frailty in 2001, and The Greatest Game Ever Played in 2005. Frailty is such an underrated,
0: yeah, suspenseful, great movie. It also has Matthew McConaughey in it. Yeah. And Bill Paxton is in it. And does he... He plays the mm-hmm. brother... He plays a father? He plays the dad, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the performance of this father losing his mind. Oh, my God. It's and so good. sucking his poor children into this <sighs> delusion is it's fascinating. It's
1: so believable. Oh, my God. Like, it, it's so good. I
0: was so surprised he didn't get... I don't know if... Did he get an Oscar nod for that? Because he should I don't
1: think so. I don't shame. think so. Such yeah. an,
0: it, it, it really shows that in, like, a, a simple... A simple mind. A simple No, a, s- a simple plan. A simple plan. Yes. Those two movies really show just what a powerhouse of acting he was. Oh, a simple plan is such a brilliant movie. And a brilliant performance by him. Yeah, and yeah. whenever he steps away from the the, the goony douche, yeah. it's always such a refreshing performance and it's always
1: so good. He was just a master. A master. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. In twenty seventeen, Paxton revealed he had a damaged aortic heart valve resulting from rheumatic fever when he was which he contracted at the age of fourteen. Jesus. He went in for surgery to correct it on Valentine's Day in 2017. The next day, he went in for an emergency surgery for a damaged coronary artery, possibly from the surgery he had the day before. His condition worsened, and 10 days later, he died. So weird. It's so crazy how you go in to get something fixed or go in for something, and it yeah. ends up killing you. Yeah. I it's mean, so young, man. So young. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was my my dad. He went in for to ha- look at have bone spurs looked at his feet, and that's how they found a tumor in his shoulder. Yeah, and like I mean, it changed his entire life. He had to retire, and 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 because he did worked in construction. But like, yeah. it was they wouldn't have found it if they hadn't done the full body MRI on him. Well,
0: that happened. My stepdad, he was up on a ladder in their bathroom changing a light fixture, and he passed out and fell off and got a compound fracture Ooh, on his sheesh. leg. And what they had found out is that. Because his head was back, you have two little spider veins back here oh. that give extra blood. Yeah. And you have your carotid arteries yeah. on both yeah. sides. His carotids, one was 100% blocked, one was 98%. Oh, so God. all the blood was coming from these tiny Those little spider little... veins. And when he had his head back fixing it, it, the light, cut off all the oh, blood my God. to his brain. And, he, you know, he ended up having surgery. Crazy. and crazy. Yeah. But wow. if he hadn't broken his leg, he would right. have probably he been
1: dead. Probably would have died, yeah. In, probably a in massive Less coronary. than a month, yeah, yeah. Or a stroke, yeah. Yeah, a stroke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Bill Paxton's family sued for malpractice and received an undisclosed sum in August of 2022. It'll never be enough money. No, no. And, and then it, it's very sad we were robbed of Bill Paxton. He had he still had so much left to give. Yeah, and as I, an actor, as a director. Yeah, I was excited about his his directing. Like you know, mm-hmm. the, what he could would eventually give up the acting and just direct. And uh, yeah, he would have been in Avatar. He would have been in all sorts. Of stuff. It, it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. Robert Davi was cast as Deputy Chief Phil Heineman. Robert Davi. Uh, Davi has appeared in over 130 films during his career. And in 130 of them, he plays a bad guy. Yeah, I know, I know. Davi made his motion picture debut in Contract on Cherry Street in 1977 and made for a TV movie starring Frank Sinatra. I got a contract on Cherry Street. <laughs> in high school, Davi was praised for his singing and auditioned for the Metropolitan Opera. Wow. Yeah, he apparently was an amazing opera singer like he he should have become a famous opera singer Uh, unfortunately he damaged his voice and later explained that he was a he was was a baritone with the heart of a tenor and had pushed too hard too early yeah apparently he he just pushed himself so bad that he broke his voice well you have to really
0: take care of you especially if you're an opera singer you know there's so much care you have to take for your instrument yeah
1: oh yeah yeah
0: he was always a bad guy because he had really bad skin yeah let's be he honest had pop marks, he, he, yeah. he had bad acne when he was a kid and uh and that unfortunately yeah that, i mean you people get, with bad skin were typecast, bad guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean that was a big thing. Is, there was yeah. another actor who i forget who was a, he, he was a burn victim yeah and uh he always played the bad, bad guy. guys yeah
1: yeah, it's true. Among his most well-known roles are opera singing heavy Jake Fratelli in The Goonies in 1985. Hey, got to showcase his opera he skills. Did. He did. Uh, Venom veteran and FBI Special Agent Johnson in Die Hard in 1988. This is Special Agent Johnson. I'm Special Agent Johnson. This is Special Agent Johnson. No, no relation. relation. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> and James Bond villain Franz Sanchez in License to Kill in
0: 1989.
1: Yeah. Which I don't remember. I've seen License to Kill. I don't remember that at all.
0: Nah, it's very unforgettable. Those wow. were... Was, were which Bond are we talking about here? Are we? Uh, that would have been that might have been Dalton. Timothy. Timothy I, Dalton. Yeah, yeah.
1: I possibly I don't. I, I I think
0: I love Timothy Dalton. I didn't love him as Bond, right? But I like right. him and everything else he's done.
1: Yeah. Uh, Davi most recently remarried for the fourth time and had a daughter in 2019. Yes, he is 70 with a three-year-old. Well, there's a lot of
0: these kind of tough guy, like like uh, Anthony Quinn had a kid in his 80s. Uh, Oh, and uh, speaking of uh, uh, not-so-terrible twos, Tony Randall had a kid in oh, his yeah. 80s who yeah. played Brain Gremlin. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did, not the kid.
1: Yeah, we played He played Brain Gremlin, I know. Yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the kid actually played the Brain
0: Gremlin in the animated series. Oh, nice.
1: Oh, well, nice. Tony Randall's boy. Uh, uh, Dobby is an outspoken conservative political activist and directed the film My Son Hunter in 2022. It stars Lawrence Fox, Gina Carano, and John James. Who?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know Gina Carano was on The
1: Mandalorian, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was the MMA fighter that was on The Mandalorian. It yeah. is not anymore. Right. Uh, the film centers on Hunter Biden, the son of U.S. President Joe Biden. It is, according to The Guardian's Catherine Shord, the debut fiction attempt of documentarians Anne McDonough. McElhaney and Phelim McAleer. The film is being distributed by American far right news website Breitbart News. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Davo, Davi will be seen in 2023 in the biopic Reagan, starring Dennis Quaid in the titular role. Uh, yeah. Davi's playing Leonid Brezhnev. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Is this another Breitbart
0: movie? Is this like some sort of... No, Reagan? I don't
1: I don't think so. I think this is a bigger... I think it's a much bigger company.
0: I'd... There's so many. It's so sad that there are so many of these old Hollywood tough guys. And they're Hollywood tough guys. They're not real tough guys. No, yeah. Let's be quite honest. About sure. That. They sure. like to pretend they're tough guys. And no. oh, if I saw them in the street, they'd probably tell me they're well, a they, tough guy. They, and they'd tough. be like, hey, I'm a tough guy. I'll show you. But they become <laughs> irrelevant. Yeah. They don't have the cachet they had in the 70s and 80s. They're yeah. old men. Yeah. And nobody really gives an F anymore. And they get so butthurt, and they become these ultra-conservative screamers God. that are just basically screaming a bunch of BS to get attention. And it's really sad. This is why I don't like to know anything about actors. That I, I like. know. I know. I I'm 100% agree. I just can't. Like, John Void. I used to love John Voyd. I can't watch anything. Yeah. It, it James uh, Woods. I used to love James Woods. Yeah.
1: But now all I see is just, ugh. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Davi does have a, I think he has a radio talk show, like a conservative radio talk show. Welcome, Welcome
0: to Davi's Dish. dish. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, Hunter Biden, and we're going to talk yeah. about a bunch of conspiracy theories. Stay tuned. And if you need a mattress, get yourself Beach mattresses. Link down below. <laughs> don't forget to smash the like button and subscribe to yeah. Darby's
1: Daytime Douche. <laughs> okay. Uh Elpidia Carrillo reprises her role as Anna Gonçalves from the first film in a cameo appearance. Yeah,
0: she's uh they get a little interview of her. I
1: I don't I missed this when we
0: watched it again. <laughs> when they when they're about to go when they uh meet up with Garbushi, yeah, and they're in the command center is it where he's finally telling him yeah. what it's all about oh go okay. tell you what this yeah. is yeah and then they show the video of like right. the jungle and then they have her uh really good like eh, and then he came bah, 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 and then she right. tells the whole thing
1: yeah she's seen aiding government agents in a videotape showing the devastating after effects of the first Predator self-destruct device to the u.s army carrillo filmed an additional scene in which she talks to the camera and describes the events of the first film but this scene was cut mm-hmm. yeah Production was split between location shooting, mostly at night, and soundstage filming. The main Predator was designed to look more urban and hip than its predecessor. Yeah, it wore a beret. It did. Like an orange beret. It was weird. It was weird. (laughs) Design changes included tribal ornamentation on the forehead, which was made steeper and shallower, brighter skin coloration, and a greater number of fangs. Describing the new Predator's design, Stan Winston said, Broad concepts, the same.
0: The difference is, this is a different individual. A different individual of the same species is in a snake is a snake, but different snakes are different. Their colorings are different, different parts of their characteristics, their facial structures, subtle differences. <laughs> Thank you, Stan Winston, for explaining what different means. <laughs> it's subtle, but there's differences. <laughs> Just like a snake is a snake, but different snakes are different. There's a gardener snake, and there's a rattlesnake. They don't look well, they look a little like, but one's got a rattle on it, it's weird. A boa Constrictor's big. It can eat other snakes. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Coral snake looks Thanks. like it's made of coral. Thanks, Dan. It's a beautiful tapestry of snakes out there.
1: Production designer Lawrence Paul said that with the Predator ship he attempted... A space vehicle unlike anything that had ever been designed before. A snail-shaped vessel whose interior was... Both technological and reptilian where the creature and its ship blend and work together. And apparently has a lot of fog. Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, low low hanging fog. (laughs) It's because it's so dusty in there. They need. They don't. The thing about the predators, they like to hunt, but none of them like to do chores. <laughs> and it just gets really dirty on that ship. Yeah, Super so, dusty, and it's just always kicking is it
1: like Is it like a s- space fog that cleans everything up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, that's what they think it is. It just covers it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what they tell everybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: But who would know? Yeah. Given the Alien franchise was also by Fox and featured effects work by Winston, the crew decided to add an alien head among the trophy skulls in the Predator ship.
0: Oh, baby.
1: That was so cool to see in the theater. I... Yes, I. It was amazing watching it, and it set off an entire franchise. Oh yeah! Uh,
0: unfortunately, yeah. Comics great. Yeah, uh, movies yeah. not so great. I will say that I do enjoy the second Alien versus Predator. It's more fun. The one in the jungle? No, no. The the Alien versus Predator, the one that takes place in like the Colorado town or whatever. Oh. And, you know, there's is that
1: Requiem? Because there's only two of them. Right.
0: It's the second one. I think it is second Requiem. Okay. But it's got uh, one of the guys from, uh, oh, God, that, that Dennis Leary show. Rescue Me? Yeah. He's got one of the stars of Rescue Me. Yeah. I forget his name. Really charming guy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like he and his younger brother, who's a pizza delivery guy, somehow oh. get involved God, in this. Darn, I,
1: I want to say I've seen both of these, but they, I
0: they, – the things they did in it, they made it more gory, a little more fun, and a right. little less serious. Because the first one was just kind of that boring. was the one
1: in the jungle where they were they take them down to fight the pyramids, something they were like that. They they essentially brought down the technology of the pyramids yeah. to the people, and they had them all over. But this is where they would take their young to go fight the aliens inside the, the pyramid. The
0: guy who becomes bishop in Aliens shows up. He's like the billionaire that started uh, this thing. Wayland, yeah, Wayland, yeah. So yeah. it's this whole. It, it's just, it was mess. It wasn't good. Neither <laughs> the of them were really great, but the, at least yeah. the second one was they tried to have more fun and had a better cast. Yeah. It was yeah. more like a horror movie.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, the writers decided to set Predator 2 10 years after the original, which was the then future of 1997. 1997. <laughs> leading to some developments like new video technology and a then non-existent subway in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles Metro Rail started operating the same year as the film hit theaters in 1990. Yeah, I remember when that opened. I, uh, 1990? Yeah. Oh, wow. The Red Line opened in 94, but the right. original was going, I want to say, or at least it, in NoHo that it, it opened in 94. Because right. it was, it was during, it was, they used Speed, was filmed in the construction. Right, right. Yeah. But they hadn't
0: actually, because I remember when it, like, opened, Open. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was great. Nobody rode the subway. You could get a pass for like two bucks for the whole day and it was smelled brand new it was brand new nobody wrote it so it was basically like having my own private subway
1: oh that's awesome (laughs) for the set design paul aimed for a a kind of retrograde future that's equal parts brazil and blade runner mixed with modern day technology and big and outrageous structures the but simpler prop designs such as boxy and colorless cars love those boxy cars yeah
0: colorless (laughs)
1: The MPAA initially gave Predator 2 an NC-17 rating, so several cuts were made to bring it down to an R rating. It was pretty raw, man. It you was, like a lot yeah. of nudity and... And that, so many skinned corpses. Yeah. And like skulls. Okay, I get
0: it, yeah. Body parts.
1: A short, unofficial music video was made towards the end of filming with Danny Glover. You can be seen dancing with the Predator and others. Yeah. I distinctly remember this being aired at one point, yeah.
0: Who's zooming who? My,
1: uh, Alan Silvestri returned to score the sequel, conducting the Skywalker Symphony Orchestra. Uh, Predator 2 was number five at the U.S. box office in its opening weekend, with a gross of over $8 million behind the film Dances with Wolves, Three Men and a Little Lady, Rocky Five, and Home Alone. Oh no. The film grossed a total of $57 million, 30 million of which was from the United States. Not bad. Not great. Uh, but yeah. that was a good weekend.
0: Yeah, that would, that would have been a great time to be in the theater. <laughs> yeah. and the Little Lady was pretty good. I like, I love both of those movies. I do, too. Um, Rocky V, of course. Yeah, that it's was... fine. It's, it's the weakest of the Which Rocky. One's Rocky. That's 5? the one with Tommy Gunn. Ah, it's right? horrible. It's a horrible <laughs> movie. Horrible. And Dances with Wolves, I know that I'm in the minority of this, did not like it. I, I saw it once, and I, it was fine. Mary McConnell, is that her name? McDonald yeah, something something. Mary she O'Donnell. used to do a lot of John Sales movies, and she's yeah. pretty good in those. But there's something about her that irks me to the, my core oh. in that movie that ruins oh. it for me. Yeah. Kick, kicking Bird. Kick, kick. When she's, I think it's when she's trying to like yeah. speak English or whatever. It's just like, oh my god, I'd, I'd rather rip my
1: eyes out and the <laughs> sequence. I don't know. <laughs> the film's reviews were generally negative, though reviewers were generally impressed by the casting of Danny Glover as an action hero. Danny Glover is also proud of his performance, saying, I have two
0: films I've done that I feel that I was bigger than life in, in which I felt that I could control the space. Silverado for me and Predator 2. In Predator 2, it was like, who's the baddest cat in your space? And the baddest cat says, I'm going to challenge you, mano y Mano. I was the baddest guy in the space. What happens? I kill him. And then the others come around, and I'm like, all right, who's next? I was about 42, 43, in the best shape of my life. Best shape I've been in. I was running on the beach, had my training. I was lifting weights a lot more than I am now. I was really feeling it in that movie. He was so fantastic in the Oh, movie. my God. Look, Danny Glover has never given a bad performance. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And from... Witness, which was the first time I saw him, as one of the bad guys who mm-hmm. gets death by silo. Oh, awesome. yeah,
1: yeah. Spoiler alert.
0: Oh, the um, corn. The corn. Death by corn. Uh, but he... Nobody does old man mumbles.
1: Yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: yeah, t- t-
1: talking to birds, himself,
0: yeah. Birds, <laughs> birds. I just, you know, yeah. that guy, every movie he's in, nobody talks to themselves in a more convincing Natural manner than Daddy Glover. Yeah. Danny Glover. Danny yeah. Glover can just be like, oh, my back hurts. What's going on over here? This is crazy. I'm going to do this. You know? Yeah, yeah. Rubbers, rubbers, rubbers. And it's just like he, rubbers in the thing, rubbers in the coffee, rubbers, rubbers, rubbers. <laughs> He can he. It's just, he's so charismatic and so fascinating. You could yeah. just watch him. Like he, no uh, disrespect to Tom Hanks. But I would have loved to see Danny Glover in Castaway. I yeah. think he would have been yeah. amazing. Yeah. Because you don't need anybody else. Danny right. Glover right. talks to himself right. like he's talking to another person. It's yeah. just, its nobody does it like him. No, nobody no. does interior monologues like him. And and it works every effing time.
1: It's really great. He's really great. Birds.
0: I love the birds thing. Yeah, I know. And you know he just made that up. <laughs> he probably, you know, the, he's like, Oh, what's all, all these birds? And then, you know, a few days later, there's some birds. And he was just like, So all I need is more birds. More birds. And they're like, oh, my God, you brought the birds back. <laughs> yeah. A professional. Yeah, so it's just he is so watchable. And he is another one of these guys like Harrison Ford that he's not invincible. Mm-hmm. By the end of By the end of Predator 2, the guy's beat and flipping. Oh, vi- yeah. Been, yeah. And, when he comes limping out of that spaceship, I guess he gets blown out of the spaceship. When he comes limping out of the crater, he just looks like he's been through everything. It was was a lot. (laughs) He's great at pain. He's great at showing his age without showing his age. Mm -hmm. The guy is a master and... You know, you want to see some amazing acting, watch The Color Purple. You want to see yeah. some really amazing acting, watch the Lethal Weapon series. Yeah. The guy is 100% a professional and yeah. 100% watchable. There's very few actors that are as watchable to me as Danny Glover, and I would watch him in anything.
1: He, he was one of my favorite parts about Saw. The first Saw movie. Oh yeah, he was so good in that, like convincingly playing the old tired cop that's yeah. trying to catch that guy and is just tired and is like, well again nobody plays yeah. old tired and put out. <laughs> like Danny so Glover. Good. It's just like so and,
0: and and and, and uh, you want to see a completely different uh, performance. What's that movie with Jack Black and um and Mos Def where they're Sweeting the movies, they're remaking movies for the video oh, store.
1: Oh, um, Be Kind Rewind. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the video store owner,
0: and such yeah. an like a great understated yeah. performance, and just so quirky and fun. Like he play he's game for anything. Yeah, and he's absolutely one of my favorite actors of all time. He's a treasure, and yes. I just there was this weird period with him where his his mouth. It seemed like it.
1: You know yeah, he had this yeah. thing going on. It,
0: either like, and I don't want to speculate, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. kind of sounded like he didn't have dentures that fit quite right. <laughs> um, but it, it gave this weird thing to him. But now it feels it seems it's like got, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. He's, whatever yeah. that thing was, it's fixed, and he's he's not as much of a mush mouth that he was for yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But even when that was happening, which was probably beyond his control, and I don't, I'm not yeah. disparaging him for it. But even during that, his performances were amazing. Yeah. It just he, was a different was kind great. of guy, and yeah. and. To, to this day, I hope they make. Look, I hope they make another Lethal Weapon movie. I want to see it. They are. I want to see them together. I, 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 know they are. It's definitely happening. Well, good. And I'm looking. I'll, I'll be the only person that's going to be in line for that. But I can't wait to see those I don't, like, I, guys back again.
1: I would love to see it. I mean, I don't know who. I think Mel Gibson's directing it. I. I hope they bring back Chris Rock. I hope they bring back Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Well, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen Mr. Pesci in a while. He hasn't acted in a long time. Wow. Uh, yeah, but look, it interferes with this golf game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's done. <laughs> he's done his bit. Uh, but here, here, if you haven't seen Predator Two, give it a yep. watch. And if you loved Prey, this movie, yeah,
1: there is a direct reference yes. to Prey yeah. in this movie. And I'm not going to ruin it for you. I think I probably did on the I, last it's show. It's fine. I. It's fine. Spoiler alert. It was let, in the. It was in the comics too. Let's
0: just say spoiler fine. alert. If you haven't seen Prey, at the end. There's the flintlock pistol yeah. that the Predator gives to Danny Glover's character. It's in Prey. So it's, it's Raphael something from 1714 exactly, like yeah, or the whatever. The same uh, pistol with yeah, the same name yeah. and everything. So, so we know that at least that movie were it connected in the 1719, oh, sorry. That's what it is. But I think they should somehow, and I think I said this last time, I don't, I, that they should somehow make a sequel that has Arnie... Danny and Mid-Thunder. Yeah. And somehow have the three of them in it. Yeah. And yeah. and that would just be my dream <laughs> to see them kick ass. And Maria Cachito Alonso. She can come back because she oh, survived. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Predator 2 would be the lowest earning film in the franchise. Uh, a third main film titled Predators was released in 2010, which was not very good. No. It was a cool, it was a very cool concept. Dropping a bunch
0: of yeah. serial killers and crazed you know People guys ties down to this planet, basically yeah.
1: hunting preserve, yeah, yeah, for
0: the predator, but it's just it was badly executed, yeah, pretty badly cast,
1: it's just not very interesting uh the fourth there was a fourth movie called the The Predator in two thousand and eighteen that one was written in direct- i believe written and directed by Shane black uh was that Shane Black was and, in the first movie, yeah, well, there was one that was directed by uh Robert Rodriguez was that predator. That it was predators. Then yeah, yeah. Because it was definitely Shane Black did the predator in two thousand eighteen.
0: And that one too. We were trying to remember if we saw it. I know that <sighs> King and Michael Key was in it, and I think yeah. I saw it. It, it was just it's
1: another. It was the jungle. It was it's just. It was. It was very similar to the first movie. They were trying to
0: recap. It was kind of like uh, the A, new Star Wars movie, soft They're, reboot. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to like recapture the magic of the first one with too much fan service. Yeah, and
1: it just it didn't it didn't click. A prequel titled Prey, as Jim was talking about, takes place in 1719. It was released in 2022. It's a wonderful movie. Highly recommend it. Uh,
0: amazing. Absolutely. Probably. It's in my top five of last year. Yeah. It, it'd be that, everything ever, all at once. Yeah. I uh, forgot that Prey came
1: out in 2022. It feels oh, like it was so like good. 10 years ago. Best action movie I've seen in the longest time. Yeah. It was super fun. Really? Uh, the film was adapted twice as a video game: the first for a computer in 1990, and the second for Sega Genesis in 1992. They need a new one, and this is my yeah. pitch. What
0: they need to do is make it an open-worlds game, you know, okay. kind of like uh, okay. No Man's Sky or you know whatever, where you have your ship. Yeah, you have your you you create your predator. Yeah, you know, what kind of style you want? What kind of weapons you want? So, you could basically really, you know, mean in customization. Daddy loves it. That's true. That's true. Uh, so, you could completely customize your predator, customize your ship, and then you could go to these different planets. And if they want to do like procedurally generated, they could do that too. Yeah. But you yeah. go and you find things to hunt on different planets, <laughs> different challenges, and you could build up a fun. trophy case in your ship yeah. by getting different things from different. You know, it, I think that would be amazing. Yeah.
1: That, that sounds really fun. And, and one of the planets, maybe. Has Xenomorphs has aliens on it. One of the planets, baby. Earth. Uh, if you really are interested in how Predator and Alien connect, there are tons of articles and videos online oh, about yeah. the Alien-slash-Predator timeline, uh, which also it, includes movies like Blade Runner, Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. which is set in the Alien universe, and movies like Soldier, which is also set in the Alien universe. Uh, the one with Kurt Russell. Yeah, well, Soldier is also kind of seems like
0: the precursor to the replicants,
1: yeah, or yeah. the or the uh, uh, evolution of the replicants. Or, I yeah, don't know if it yeah. comes before or after. Before it, it's around the same time. Um, but it's it, the only reason is because one of the co-writers wrote B- Blade Runner, mm-hmm. and then they featured some Wayland Utani stuff in nice. the movie. So it's technically in the the universe. Soldiers um, a great,
0: great underrated movie. I
1: re- yeah, I remember really
0: enjoying. Kurt it. Kurt Russell is so good in it, and it's a very different performance yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh check it out.
1: Yeah, it was good, but there's a ton. I mean, between the Alien Predator movies and Alien Covenant and the other one Gen- Alien Genesis or mm-hmm. whatever, I whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, no, there's ugh, there's so much. So much stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. But it's he there's a lot of other stuff we're not going to go into it, but it's really interesting. At some point I want to sit down and kind of watch through the Alien Predator timeline because yeah. I haven't seen I don't remember anything about the two Alien versus Predator movies at all. Uh, I was watching a video about the timeline, and like, I was like, oh, it's the pyramids. Yeah. I kind of remember that. Yeah, they're super forgettable. I, it, yeah. It's really definitely not
0: worth watching the first one. It yeah. is a slog. And a no,
1: but things. I'm a completionist. If I'm going to do it, I'm yeah, going to do it. You're a, a glutton for punishment, my
0: friend. <laughs> but here's what you should do on a Friday night, dear listeners. Yes. Is I'm going to give you a little double feature. We're going to do Predator 2, and we're going to do Prey. Yeah, there you go. Because I think they directly relate to each other. But you're going to watch Prey first. Yeah. And then you're going to watch Predator 2. Yeah. And you're going to get yourself a big old Mexican feast (laughs) to have with that. And like a Los Angeles kind of burrito taco, (laughs) (laughs) you know. California burritos. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Get yourself some California burritos. If you don't know, those have french fries in them. They're so good. But get yourself a big feast. Have these two movies. You're going to have a blast. Uh, it's such a good time capsule of the time. Yeah. And what a perfect representation of 1997. It's so spot on. There's no other movie that gets the future right like no, this. No.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: because I remember I mean, my pants in 97 were pretty much, up,
1: pretty much up to my nips. I mean, when did it? When Blade Runner came out in. 1981 or mm-hmm. whatever it was supposed to be set in like 2017 or 2019 something, or something. like that yeah i think like it was that.
0: 2015 or 17 because i know we we, we had passed to. it yeah
1: yeah well you know at least Predator two was right in the fact we didn't have like flying cars or anything no it was more dead on than most movies are predicting the yeah. future the well, near future yeah yeah but
0: there's no other movie that has uh affected the sci-fi genre than Blade oh, Runner. yeah. The oh, aesthetic no, no, genre, no. Of course, of course. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, Predator 2 is a great movie. Highly recommend it. Uh, watch Prey. It's available on Hulu. You can watch Predator 2 right now. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, do the double feature. You will thank us later. Yep. And we will be back next week with uh,
0: Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah, I'm so excited. Hey, I'm in that one, too. No, I was in the first one. You know, I got a motorcycle <laughs> accident. Can't remember stuff. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was going to say, where did he come back? Did Joshua come uh, back? Joshua. Mr. Joshua. I'm coming back. Back. B-A-C-K-B. <sighs> boy. A. Always. C. Coming. K. Uh, kangaroos. Back. Okay, <laughs> That's my philosophy. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, peeps. Welcome to the Gen X-Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And welcome... To the Gen X files. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Good times, already in progress.